It's that time of the week again, folks. It's two minutes for chatting, and this is episode eight. Or is it episode nine? Or is it episode nine? Well, that's for the listeners to decide, because obviously during the week we had a a wee taste of some extra audio from Partick Thistle supporting legend Kevin Bell, and I thought it was uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was quite good. It was quite fun to record the three years on. Um, whether, I don't know, I think Kev maybe used his opportunity to perhaps come across a bit. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nah, I've lost it. Kind of forthcoming, very right. on with his opinions. But that's what you want to hear. Absolutely. Are you trying to say that he's not usually like that? No, he, no, he is. Like we, I mean, we know Kev, so we know how forthcoming he can be. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. Um, yeah, we'll hopefully get him on again, and and uh, along with some other other folks as well at different points. But it's good to get that different opinion, as we've said. Yeah, agreed. So, uh, so this week it's the usual format, but uh, it's I guess a bit of a positive weekend for Clan, <clears throat> um, more so than certainly both of us had predicted. I believe uh, with a win over Sheffield, so we'll go into that a wee bit. Uh, again, go over how things are looking in terms of the league playoff uh, push operation playoffs and whatever else it's called um, look at some of the football coming up and the past uh, of course some falling victim to the beast from the east mm. we've got some Champions League fixtures as we'd said earlier before we recorded a good number of those are already done in terms of the aggregate score I would say and uh, We've got some different themed news stories from around the world. And uh, I've got another critical mode. I don't know about you, but I've got one primed. <laughs> right. It's, uh, it's not so much of a a mental one this time, but it, is a, it affects, affects the everyday, I would say. So, okay. I don't See what happens when we I get don't there. currently have one for you yet, but I've got about an hour or so to come up with one, so you'll have to make it up. Um yeah, so we'll go straight into it. I think uh both of us had said there was no way Clan were going to beat Sheffield at the weekend, and as it turned out, Clan beat Sheffield at the weekend. That's just the way it goes, isn't it? Especially this season. It's just so difficult to predict every week. Um or game to game with Clan at the moment. Um, but it's always nice to, to beat Sheffield Would you say Sheffield are your, in, as a, if you were to list in order mm. the teams you'd most want to beat where are Sheffield in that list? Oh, uh, they're definitely right up there Top, top two? two? Absolutely top two It's just whether they're, they're battling out obviously with, with Fife for the top spot I would say 
Yeah, and what is it about Sheffield that puts them up there? It's just the... I don't know. I think for me, because Tony Smith is the Steelers chairman, is also the kind of also runs the league, as it were. So, yeah, I think perhaps not so much fixtures, but sort of the layout of the conferences and stuff are kind of made to suit Sheffield, maybe. It's partly it's partly that it's partly because they're uh, probably the biggest team in the league as well. Um, attract a lot of fans and stuff, but no, it's just it's just always nice to to beat them when the time comes. Yeah, and of course they've got Fitzy and Arson as well this year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, and you always want to to beat teams with your former players obviously Christopher Bjorkland will be <laughs> buzzing uh, buzzing this week getting a good win over them so no it's good I agree there's just something about Sheffield yeah. um, but they come a close second to Fife maybe it's the maybe it's the orange uniforms maybe something about the colour doesn't appeal to me yeah they've just got that vibe Um but no, so it was a, a really good performance. Again, we're doing this from nobody actually, n- neither of us seen the live action, but again, from all accounts and having seen the highlights, it was uh, probably one of our best games of the season. Yeah, arguably. Um, although having said that, I think Sheffield still managed to get 40-odd shots uh, on goal. So Ryan and I obviously had to have a, a big game if we were going to come away with a win. And he did. Yeah, I think a couple of times in the in the past few weeks, maybe there've been questions raised about some of his performances we've covered in depth, yeah. uh, him facing shots and things like that. But uh, apparently, he was tip top at on Saturday night, um, and it showed. I, I think that Sheffield's first goal certainly. Um, Carey Price wouldn't have stopped that. I don't think it was a yeah. wicked deflection kind of dipped between his legs. Um, and, and the second one was a really nicely worked goal. Yeah, it was. No, it was a really nice goal, the second one. I think the first one, you're right, I don't think many, if if any, uh, keepers would have would have probably saved that. Um, I don't know, you mentioned Kerry Price there, but I don't know about this season, he's kind of, Seems to be having an off season with Montreal. A wee bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's your go-to keeper X. Would have yeah. saved that. Yeah, yeah, not definitely. Guy. Um, but no, no. The second one was really well worked in a backdoor tap-in, which actually I think was nearly kind of fanned on it a wee bit and <laughs> almost missed. But that was a lovely goal. Yeah. We nearly, we nearly, <laughs> nearly one ball, isn't it? Is it nearly one? Yeah, nearly one ball. I think. Yeah. So was it? Was it? Uh-huh. Was it school? Was that going? Right, because he, he only had a, a single test. I'm not actually right? too sure what, this, what the whole story is. I think we maybe need to get somebody on to discuss it. We do some local knowledge, a tourist guide, a uh, Govan yeah. Hill tourist guide. Might help us with that. 
but no, we <laughs> we nearly we nearly scored for them. Um, but the clan goals, the uh, first one, really well worked. It was a, a set play from a, a face off almost, and as Lansky skates forward and shoots past Mustikovs, I'm not sure he was completely expecting the mm. shot, but it was right in the corner. Uh, after a goalless first period, getting us off to off to a good start in the second one. Yeah, I think Oslanski's kind of uh, certainly playing a lot better in recent weeks, and I think he's uh, he's got a, he's got a really powerful shot that we've maybe not seen um, in great depth this year, but he seems to be doing it now. And you're right, he did. I think he did uh, catch the moose off off guard there. Yeah. The uh, and the second one followed less than two minutes after that, but it was quite interesting. I saw that I don't know if Brooks took the face off, but he was in there and he uh, broke his stick in the play. So he skates off, gets a new stick while the play's still hovering about, and he uh, mm. picks up a rebound, tucks it away. So yeah, that made it two 0 and. Uh, at that point, it was looking good. Then, obviously, the the deflected goal. I think it was deflected anyway. It wasn't just made a really bad contact with it. The way it looked, I think it must have been deflected off somebody's stick. Yeah, I think so. You couldn't really see from the highlights, but it looked as if it maybe it must have hit. It must have hit somebody's stick or, or their leg or something on the way on the way through. Yeah. So it was it was two one going into the third period and. Uh, then another really good goal, Sescon, who doesn't come up with that many, but that was a good one. Uh, skating in from the left and kind of shoots it far side. Mustakov screened, I think. Yeah, I think he was screened. They couldn't really see too much of that one. Uh, but staying, taking nothing away from Sescon was a great a great goal. And uh, obviously he got his goal, he got two assists as well in the night. So a good night for Greg Sescon. Yeah, it was. Um, not always been the most consistent performer, certainly defensively, which is what you really want him for. But yeah. uh, stepping up there a bit offensively, and I think he did he score score one a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, something like that. So can give you the odd goal, but uh, you just wish that they'd all been a bit more solid at the back throughout the rest of the season yeah well that's it um, even at the weekend still 42 shots on on nice goal it's still not really good enough um, yeah and that's on a good day <laughs> yeah exactly although you would, you would have to say that uh, Clan did well I think in the first period they kind of quash any uh so off- offensive power from Sheffield in the first period, I think they did well to keep them out. Yeah, it was. I think going by the score sheet here, it was forty-two shots Sheffield had, mm. fourteen in the first, eighteen in the second, and then ten in the <laughs> last. And we had we had ten in each, which is yep. nice and symmetrical. <laughs> but um, no, so so nearly one ball. Look <laughs> at that. That nice goal to make it a bit of a, a nervy finish, uh, only for Peacock to step up. I'd use the word finally, yeah. step up with a timely goal. 
uh, a nice bit of skating goes around Mustakovs and, and tucks it in and then uh, Brace rounds it off with an empty empty net goal but I think that's been coming from or required from Peacock from a long time I don't really think we've had too much of it No, I agree uh, Again, he's done it in spells in previous years but in particular this year he's not really stood out at all for me I think um, his goal was his goal was amazing on Saturday night and I think you know, had that happened in the in the NHL, it'd be all over social media. Well, yeah, but uh, I mean, he's, he's a known goal scorer as well. He has done it uh, in the past for Belfast, but just for whatever reason, not not uh, quite stepped up. He's obviously a, a good player. You know, he's one of the the top Brits potentially in the league. Maybe not not top five or anything, but in the past certainly was pushing that. And then. Uh, You've got other guys now that are ahead of him, but if you've got a, a peacock playing at his level, his top level, then he's uh, somebody that quite a few teams would want. Yeah, agreed. I think we managed to get him in once we um, let go of Ben Davies, I think. And I, I remember thinking at the time that it was a poor decision to get rid of Davies, given how well he played the season previous for us. And uh, I think yeah. when Peacock came in, I think he, he looked pretty decent, but for whatever reason, he's not he's not really kicked on from then. Yeah, I mean, he's here. Is he here next year as well? Uh, year? I'm not sure. Potentially. Potentially. Well, if he if he is, I'd expect his best season. Really, he's had two years to settle in. Mm-hmm. Knows the place. Obviously, the coach might change. Who knows? Uh, TBD, I guess. But. Uh, He's, he's comfortable here and uh, I would expect his best season next year if he, if he is still here. Yeah, agreed. Uh, he's got to be up there in terms of your point scorers as well. Oh yeah, he should be, yeah. I thought you meant that he was. I was thinking he's not, but... No, no, right, he, no, you're he, right, should he should be. be. He should definitely be up there. Um, so it was just, just the one game for Clan that Weekend. Obviously a lot of other teams have got a few games in hand, so they're catching up. But uh, it meant, I guess it put a bit of a spanner in the works for Coventry and Dundee. That's picking up those two points. Mm-hmm. Um, Coventry are level in points, 45 with us, but we've played one game less. And uh, had we lost that, you know, we'd have been two behind, albeit a game in hand, but I think psychologically dropping out of that eighth place would have been a quite a big blow to this team who are maybe not the best at coming from behind I would say just in general yeah I would agree I think in a Tripp's post-match interview he said that there's eight games left in the season and we need to win six of them and that's you know that's definitely pushing the boat out I would say given that we've only had two or three four point weekends throughout the whole season so it's going to be it's going to be an uphill battle, but again, I think they were saying that um, they had a full a full quota of uh, imports to choose from, and Brian Petone was a healthy scratch on Saturday. Yeah, so that's worth touching on, I suppose. Um, yeah, I think as you'd said, Schofield maybe got an injury in the third. I'm not sure how serious that was. I, I think he was maybe just on the bench for treatment I'm not sure we'll see what comes of that no doubt knowing our luck you'll get one of those midweek 
injury report saying that he's out for four weeks or whatever it is. But after you've bought your tickets for Edinburgh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but Petoni, the healthy scratch. What did you make of that? Uh, it was a bit strange. I thought uh, I would have potentially had someone else dropping out for for Petoni, but maybe it was due to his, his error last week that led to Dundee's go-ahead goal. Maybe, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind that if it is a statement like, that's not good enough, you're supposed to be a top player, you're not playing kind of thing. I don't, I don't mind that. And obviously, it was justified in terms of the result. Yeah. But for it to... To be March, the first time we can choose from a full <laughs> full quota of imports says a lot about mm. this season, really. Yeah, there's a lot to say about you know in- injuries we've had, but also the time it took to, to bring people in. And we've, we've said all that before, but yeah, it really has had a, a detrimental effect to our season. But I think maybe given Petone the night off, I don't know... I mean, it's difficult to say. It's it's going to obviously be one of your forwards that's dropping out because even even on Saturday night when uh, Owen six for power plays, so still still lacking a power play goal from somewhere. Um, yeah. But you know, I don't know. I don't know. It was just. I guess he's he's probably thought he could he could do a, a game out considering his, his mistake last week. But I'm like you. Yeah. That's all right. Don't mind that. Yeah. A night off. That phrase kind of implies that he's like he can go out drinking or whatever while the game's on. Maybe he was stuck in the snow. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it was. It wasn't actually a healthy scratch. He was just lost. He was just scraping the driveway. That was his punishment. Um. Yeah. So it'd be interesting now going forward if you assume Schofield's fit to play. Who next weekend gets the nod? I think. If they're all fit to play, do you just say, well, they did it last week, so Petone's dropped again? Or I think potentially you, you would say that. Because I think Petone's CV is, I know it's difficult to go on, but you know he's, he's played at the NHL level, so uh, you would argue that his uh, his career should... <laughs> his career? Not his career. <laughs> well, Andy Gray classic. <laughs> Andy Gray, top of his game. But I think his his career should, you know, he could probably use that influence more on the team. I just don't think we've seen it. Yeah. I mean, I've got no doubt he's, he's a a pretty big influence internally. Yeah. Um, so I think he'll have still been involved mm. and stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think somebody that experience would take it too badly. It's not, <clears throat> not end of the world stuff. It's not like he's getting left out not making his NHL debut or whatever it is. So I think if if it was me in that position and I saw the team did well and whatever, I wouldn't be. It'd be hard to be too annoyed at it, but yeah. see what happens going forward. Yep. Um, the other team in the hunt for that eighth were Dundee and uh, they won at the weekend, albeit playing against Edinburgh, who have got uh, Beres Gawane as is injured, I think, so Jordan McLaughlin's been playing mm-hmm. in goals, but Dundee went to Edinburgh and won 9-4, which was really close to what you <laughs> predicted. And I, I listened back to it on. I think I said at least 12 goals, which is, you know, 
Well, there you go. I was spot on, yeah. I think I'd said 8-4, so I was only one goal out. Yeah, I mean, it's that would have been another Edinburgh X, other team 10, <laughs> if somebody had managed it, which is yeah. just ridiculous, really. But, uh, you know, I, I think both ourselves and Coventry would have expected Dundee to win that one, so yeah. them getting the two points isn't, isn't really a big surprise there. Three behind us with uh, two games in hand. So it's pretty close coming down. Yeah. Down the Do stretch. Do we know if um, Beresgavani is going to be available for Wednesday night's game? I don't know. I do not know. Uh, but I'd like to think that even if he was, it's uh, a damage limitation. Yeah. You would hope so anyway. Thing. Albeit, you never know. You've seen it sometimes before. A shorthanded team goes in yeah. and somehow gets a win. They did it at Belfast a few weeks ago for that. That prediction where I said I would leave, but yeah, here you are. Uh, I think, I think, yeah, here I am. But I think that Belfast probably I would have fancied them to be Edinburgh even more than I would ourselves. So yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's worrying. We we should and I think we'll get the two points there. But uh, it's a must win. Um, Coventry themselves played Edinburgh, and uh, I guess you could say only managed seven. <laughs> But did did concede yeah. two, so plus minus there was was the same. Um, so I'll be disappointed if we don't win by a few. Again, if it's one goal game, it doesn't really matter. No, that's it. it. Doesn't matter. But it's it's all about getting two points at this at this point. But <clears throat> if Trip's saying we need to win six out of the next eight games, then I think you would you would definitely your mark this Edinburgh game as as a win. Obviously, you can't. You need to treat every game. The same, so you you go in with the same mentality, but um, I think we should should win. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I'm pretty confident they'll get that. Um, and then, uh, well, we'll come to the, the other clan games at the weekend. Uh, just going back to some of the other results la- last week before we yep. do that. Um, Manchester went to Fife and uh, won 5-2, which was... A good win for them. I think Fife now, it's fair to say, are really struggling with injuries. Yeah, I think it's taking it's taking its toll on them. Um but you know they've they've won the conference now, so we can kinda yeah. perhaps recover a wee bit before the before the playoffs actually start. Yeah, and they they had none of that at the start of the season, that was the other thing. They mm. were quite lucky. Um so I mean I think they had Andy Isles was out. Um Moyer was playing, but obviously struggling with injury. They'd blood off, who's obviously a yeah. huge player. Uh, Danik Gauthier, I think, was missing. Then maybe Carlo Finucci was injured for part of one of the games. Healis as well. So, I mean, you're four or five guys down and also playing with injured players. Uh, you'll be struggling against anyone to pick yeah, up three uh, points. Although they did go 2 0 in front the first period. Yep. Yeah, and really then, good start. Obviously, it's just. Kind of taking its toll on them. I think Manchester came back into yeah, the dominant second period. Finnerty will love to go up there and win. <laughs> yeah, obviously. You always be hated there, I think. And uh, always just remember that picture of him when we qualified <laughs> for the Champions League, standing on the bench. Iconic. Uh, he probably feels that way every yeah. time we we uh, he goes up there and wins. So fair play. <laughs> the uh, it's a good win for them there. They're rolling now, I would say, Manchester. Well, still, they had that hiccup uh, the other week, but they're certainly yeah, one of the form teams. Fife 
continued what was a, a mm. poor weekend for them. Um, potentially one of the few zero-point weekends. They lost 5-2 at Milton Keynes. Yeah, it was a, a strange result. I, think. I can't even remember if we... Uh, did we pick five for that one? I think I might, I might have picked them. I'm less confident you'd have picked them because you seem to be mm, I don't know on it. Uh, I think I still fancied them regardless of their injury situation going yeah. in there, but uh, five two defeats, a bit of a surprise. And again, it's just a result of all those injuries kind of catching up. If, if a full strength five or not, I don't think are, are going to lose to Mountain Keynes. No, I agreed. Uh, sorry, just looking at the the scoring. Looking at the scoring there. Uh, uh, Denny Kearney for Lightning. He's, I think he's a top draw player. Yeah, ex Cardiff. I think Cardiff got him at the start of at the end of yeah, last I think year, maybe. Yeah, so they've got two sets. Um, yeah, he's <laughs> done really well for them. So again, they've obviously struggled with player numbers and things, but good firepower yeah. there. So. Uh, I think just that'll all be a bit too late for them in terms of getting into the playoffs, but facing them would have been a bit awkward had they had their full complement players in a in a two leg affair, I think. Yeah, it would certainly be a, a difficult a difficult tie. But um fortunately it doesn't look as if they're gonna get into the playoffs, so Yeah, I wouldn't have thought you so. Never know. But you never know. Um we get my 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 homeboys over in Guildford <laughs> did us a favour, beating yep. Coventry, uh, who would have been going there quite confident after how they've been playing and beating Edinburgh. But a four-one win for Guildford, and uh, I saw that Liam Stewart had tweeted that he was uh, hanging up the skates for this year after this year specifically for a uh, concussion a few weeks ago and tried to come back, but uh, yeah. just on medical advice he was. He wasn't going to play against this, again this season, which is a shame. But they're uh, they've done well, regardless of that this year. That and we've said before, some really dangerous players in there. Uh, and I think Clan have still to go there once, maybe. Yeah, I think we play them second last weekend season. Then we go there on a Saturday. I think we actually, I think we play Nottingham on the Friday, and then we play. I think it's a three-game weekend. So we play Nottingham on the Friday, Guildford away on the Saturday and then another away game on the Sunday I think yeah that's we'll get there I guess maybe when we do but that that's a bit of a scary sounding one mm-hmm. although saying that we went to Nottingham did quite well last last time true uh, if you could call a point quite well but <laughs> um, so we've touched a wee bit on our game coming up on Wednesday against Edinburgh, they're at five on uh, tomorrow night. Yeah. So, Home win. Uh, a game back to back games again. You've got that. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to to jump on that. But uh, mm. I think even regardless of Fife's problems, they they'll be comfortable winners there at home. Yeah, I think so. It's uh, three games in four days for for Edinburgh. And obviously they didn't start well uh, yesterday's result, so I can't see it going well tomorrow or Wednesday. So just the way it is for Edinburgh, unfortunately. Yep. The other team who've got a, a bit of a tough run of fixtures, I think four in the next however many days, is Dundee. So 
we'll be hoping that they don't pick up any points, but they're at Nottingham tomorrow night. Mm. And uh, that's that's going to be tough for them. I think they did all right last time they went there. Um, maybe lost 3-1. Yeah. But uh, I would expect Nottingham probably just to win that. Yeah. But then you've got that playoff mentality and are Nottingham just going through the motions till the end of the year? Who knows? Yeah, true. That's it. You don't really know. And it's... Uh, we went down there a couple of weeks ago. Or obviously, we didn't go down. Brayhead went down. Just take a wee trip down to Nottingham. Just the uh, two of us, yeah. And obviously, well, we managed to get a point. So if we can do it, then Dundee can do it if they're, if they're in the mood. And if it's... You know, it's try to get that last spot for the playoffs. So I think they'll be right up for it. So I think that'll be a difficult, yep. it's a difficult one to call that. Yeah, it is. It is. I wouldn't be surprised that going either way. That's totally mm. sitting on the fence. But um, I think if 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 I had to pick, I would favour Nottingham just. But uh, then deal. But yeah, I would, I would also go with Nottingham. I think Nottingham play on the Wednesday um, against Milton Keynes mm. at home. Again, I think they'll probably win that. Milton Keynes being probably out of it, um, although picking up that good win at the weekend, going to to Nottingham's always pretty tricky, even at the best yeah. of times. It's a weird sort of midweek double header. Yeah, that is really that is really strange. At home for Nottingham. Wonder what the attendances will be for that. <laughs> like for that. Mm. You obviously get people going going to both. Uh, yeah. Can't, I mean, I can't really see as much attraction in that based on where they're sitting in the league and yeah. everything else. But never know. I think uh, I think Nottingham will beat Milton Keynes again. So four points for them over. Yeah, agreed. Then you've got uh, a couple of games on the ninth, which is Friday. No, just just the one game actually. It's Dundee again going to Fife. Um, that's going to be a that's going to be a tough one. I think if, uh, depending on if Fife managed to get any of their injured players back, or whether they'll, uh, or whether they'll just rest them, knowing that uh, they're already in the playoffs, so it'll be a difficult one, I think. And obviously, it's one of those those rare times where you want Fife to win. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Through through gritted teeth, but yeah, and there's obviously there's a bit of a rivalry there. Um, <clears throat> I think just the way Fife have been struggling a wee bit, I regretfully think Dundee might go there and pick up at least a point, but I'm going to say two. Yeah, I think I actually agree with you. I think Dundee are going to go there and get get the win. We've then got, we'll just briefly yeah. go through uh, the Saturday and Sunday's games because we've got six on, on both nights. Uh, clan first, most importantly, obviously. A really tough one. Mm-hmm. Um Going to Belfast on Saturday and then back up the road from Manchester at home on Sunday. Now Belfast obviously won that Challenge Cup, which just as an aside, that was a, a great win for them. Yeah, definitely. I think to, to beat Cardiff at any point in the season is uh, probably a, a well-earned victory. So uh, to do it in the, in the Challenge Cup final, it's a great achievement for Belfast and uh, it just shows you that maybe when it does come to the playoffs that Cardiff aren't uh, or like the they will be they will be potentially beatable, but we obviously whoever gets that last playoff space will need to be at the top of their game. Yeah, no, definitely. The, the reason I, I said that was because you you never know how a team's going to react after a game like that. Um, so we're either going to fall foul of a hammering 
or we might catch them off guard there slightly. Uh, but in all honesty, the way Manchester and after that Belfast result, <laughs> like that weekend there, I can't really see us getting <laughs> any points. No, no. You know and, and I'm, gonna say that, I'm saying that in a way that I really hope we do. But I know. But, well, you, you have to be truthful, so... Yeah, there's just been no real consistency, no, no form at all. I think if we, you know, talk about winning six out of the next eight, that's the that's the goal, I believe. So we're going to do that. I think we will. I think we will lose in Belfast. Um, but you know, we've been we've done well against Manchester uh, overall this season, albeit not obviously. I don't. I, I don't even know what the the ratio of wins are for us in in Manchester this year. But I would probably say. Not sure, but we've won in Manchester once, right, okay. maybe. Have we won more than that? Uh, and we've we beat them here at the start. Of yeah, beating them here at the start, and also potentially yeah. again. Probably. Uh, so it's maybe maybe split even, if not slightly yeah. in their favour. Um, I think it's more likely that game that will pick yeah. up points, but just judging how. Manchester have been playing, how dangerous they are. Uh, I think they'll probably take the two, maybe, maybe in overtime or penalty shots. But Yeah, potentially. Two for them. No, I'm going to go with two for Clan. Okay, good. Jolly good. Uh, Nottingham on the Saturday, the other games on the Saturday, Nottingham-Sheffield. <sighs> Away win. I think so too. That's like the classic YHL <laughs> fixture that nobody really cares about. I anymore. just think Sheffield have uh, both meandering mid table. Yeah, I just think Sheffield have had the upper hand on Nottingham for most of the year, so that Yeah. Yeah, I think probably yeah. Uh a big game mm. Dundee Coventry. Huge game. That is big. I think Dundee might have the upper hand being at home there. Yeah. Uh I think they'll maybe just sneak that one. Yeah, I think Dundee will win it as well. I just think that uh, although although Coventry beat Edinburgh seven two at the weekend, I think Danny Stewart was too happy with the team's performance. So um, I think we've still yeah. got another step to to get up to to the level that Dundee are playing at the moment. Yep. Fife go to Manchester. Mm. I think Manchester will win that one given Fife's current situation. Yep. Edinburgh go to Cardiff. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to put my neck on the line again <laughs> and say I'll, I'll leave for the second time if Edinburgh win that especially given Cardiff lost the Challenge Cup final I expect them to be flying there I'm going to say I don't think Edinburgh will score and I think Cardiff are going to win 7-0 right. I think you might see uh, Ben Bounds getting a bit of a rest in that Aye, potentially I think the last few teams that played Edinburgh have changed their goalie after a couple of periods. Who's so. the backup of Cardiff? Still Mike Will? Tom Murdy. <laughs> right, okay. Mike Will's at Guildford, although he's behind Brian Stewart and Chris Carrozzi. Right, okay. So doesn't really get a look in. When Stewart was injured, they played a few games, I think he did all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess, if depending on our score on Wednesday, Guy Russell might get some time, but... Mm. You know that it'll be nervy if uh, 
you know, they're still only a couple of goals in it going into the last period. And- yeah, I just I just think that the situation we're in, I don't think we can afford to rest any players. We need to be going full tilt now. So um no, so I think I think Cardiff will be in that that game. Uh and final on the Saturday Mount Keynes at home to Guildford. Uh that would have been a obviously that's the two promoted, I guess if you could call it that teams. Could have been quite interesting if Milton Keynes were in the hunt for a playoff spot because they play Dundee on the Sunday. But uh, I think Guildford uh, will probably win that one. Yeah, I agree. I think Guildford will come away with the points there. Yeah. Although Milton Keynes did beat Fife Sunday, as we said, yeah. I think Guildford are in, in a better place than Fife. Yeah. I think Guildford um, kind of take care of teams like that. Yeah, yeah, real impressive. Uh, on to Sunday, Nottingham are, uh, are in Belfast. So it's two home games for Belfast there. Mm. Uh, maybe depends slightly on what happens with us, but um, I think they'll be quite strong there. I, th- I think they'll beat Nottingham. Yeah, I agree. I think, it'll be <clears throat> I think it'll be a close game, but I think Belfast will just edge it. A potentially quite big one, Sheffield-Cardiff. If Sheffield were any good, it maybe could have had some bearing on the title mm. race. But as it is, I think Cardiff going there with still eyeing up that league title, Sheffield mm, are kind of in between, really. Yeah. I don't really... They're at that sort of stage Nottingham are where they can't win it and can't can't not be in it. But I guess you're still you're still playing for position there when you're Sheffield. Because yeah. between Nottingham, really... And uh, all the way up to probably Belfast, they're all sort of vying mm-hmm. for position. So it's not meaningless. Like I maybe said that previously, it's not. But it's not got the same. This is for the title as it yeah. could have had. I think. Uh, I think Cardiff are going to go in there and win. And I think because Sheffield obviously the night before they <clears throat> they've had a a taxing game against the Panthers. So uh, I think I could take its toll. Whereas Cardiff obviously are. And at home against Edinburgh, so I'll take Cardiff for that one. Yeah, I think I think Cardiff will go there and win as well. So um four mm. points for them at the weekend. Um Dundee are at home to Milton Keynes. I think they'll probably win that, although it has been that's a tough run for them. That'll be their fourth game, is that yeah. uh, fourth game. That'll be their fourth game of yeah. of the week. Yeah. Uh, I think this might be the one that the Dundee stumble at. I think Lightning are kind of right. They're just one of those teams that's you know, you may get a, to lose. yeah, nothing to lose. So I think they'll go. I think they'll go there and, and get the get a victory. Yeah, again, that would be good for us. And had they been in there closer, uh, that would have been a a good a good one yeah. for the eighth place. But as it is, they're just there to spoil the party. I think um, Coventry play Guildford um, hoping for Guildford to beat them again from yeah. Clan's point of view um, Coventry at Homer I think a bit a bit stronger than, than on the road mm. a close one to call I'll say Guildford yeah I'll go Guildford as well not too much of a <clears throat> not too much of a travel for Guildford although like they're not they're not at home uh, over the weekend but Milton Keynes and Coventry it's not too far from them yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's ideal yeah. in terms of travelling. Um, and finally, Fife go to Edinburgh. I think uh, it could potentially, depending on 
injury situations for both teams, that might not be a foregone conclusion. Mm. Uh, Fife, I seem to remember every now and again struggle a wee bit in Edinburgh in terms of getting through games, picking up a win. Yeah. I think they will do that just, but um, they'll want to go in there and win given their, their last last few results kind of sliding down the form table and you want to be hitting top form going into the playoffs. Yeah, that's it. Um, I think they will go in. I think it will be closer than previous Caps games, but no, I think Fife are going to go in and win there. So, just the table then. Jonathan Sutherland leaves the table looking like this. Um, as I, I think I've basically already covered it, but level with Coventry on 45 points. We've played a game less. It's really Dundee that are the ones who've still got it in their own hands. They're three behind, two games in yeah. hand, so uh, they could they could overtake us and then, then it's it's theirs to lose. Yeah, um, I just think that all like ourselves, Dundee and Coventry, are all going to drop points between now and the end of the season. So, uh, I don't think it'll be... I don't think anyone's going to go on a run. Yeah, so is it, is it who drops the least? Yeah, really, I, guess I guess you could probably say that. I think it's, it's going to be close. It'll come right down probably the last weekend. Yep, yeah. Uh, in a way, I guess that's some excitement, but not the type of excitement that you would <laughs> want coming into uh, the season. Milton Keynes themselves are, are five five behind Dundee and they've played, played a game more. So I think they're out of it really. Yeah. Uh, but they could, they could still influence it. As could any of the teams. Um, Cardiff run away with it. We've touched on that. Manchester, a good five points ahead of Belfast. But from Belfast down to Nottingham, there's six mm. points there. So you could see that those places shifting about. And uh, and obviously with the conference thing being kind of negated in terms of seedings, that those teams there won't really know who they're going to be playing till last minute potentially. And that's not good for planning, but if it was clan, I don't think it would matter who who they were planning to face. They, they, would, they would lose in the quarterfinal. Yeah. Anyway. No, no different this season from any other season. Yeah, so no, they could they could change places. So you get any sort of number of ties there. Probably, almost certainly, eighth v Cardiff, um, Manchester. They're looking at potentially, uh, un, maybe unlikely Fife, but. Mm. Sheffield, Guildford or Nottingham maybe yeah, definitely. Um, and those will all be close Belfast potentially playing the, the same and Fife maybe looking at Sheffield, Guildford yeah. sort of thing so we'll do, we'll do like a, a predictions thing when that when that's a bit closer because yeah. I think it's still too much too far away to say what we think will happen in that but I um, guess that, that rounds up the, the hockey stuff from the league unless you get any, any other points no, I'm good to move on um, on to the the football. Obviously, we had a special guest on midweek who was actually extremely accurate with his cup predictions, cup draw predictions. <laughs> I have to say, but uh, his his team's game at the weekend was postponed. Ross County, Partick Thistle, as was St Johnson Hamilton. Mm. Uh, not surprised seeing some of that snow. No, I know. I think it's just it's one of those things. They're not obviously well equipped as a country to deal with that. So, yeah. no, or as a team, as Celtic or Aberdeen really are. No, I know that's it. Both those, both those games were yeah. went ahead. What did you make of uh, Celtic Morton mm. game? 
three nil it finished. Yeah, finished three nil. It was a bit it was a bit flat in the first half, I would say. Went in goals and then uh, Dembele pops up yeah, with a header. <clears throat> and it was a good a good ball in from from me, Jamesy Forrest, and uh, Dembele gets up and manages to generate quite a bit of power behind the header, hits the bar and uh bounces down. Yeah. That was a good header. And yeah, uh, then the second goal, John Beaton took ages to decide whether it was a free kick or a penalty. And he still got it wrong because he gave a penalty and it was a free kick. Yeah, outside the box. Yeah. Of course, I'm not complaining. Dembele steps up. It's 2 0. And by that point, it's probably beyond Morton to, to come back from that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams will. You take Hart out the nothing each at half time, wasn't it? You were saying? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, teams are going there and they've got some to hold on to, but. Once you go two 0 ahead, it's heads down sort of thing, especially at Parkhead. So, I think yeah, that that probably did kill it. Yeah, I think the brought on brought on Edward uh, for the second half in place of Scott Sinclair, and I think that that made a difference uh, because I think Dembele sort of is a bit a bit kind of lonely up front. You would say. It's a bit shame, <laughs> I know. Although his work, his, his work ethic has, has been really good, I think, the past two or three games now, Dembele. Um, but it's just going to... Obviously, Edward get the, the third goal, but it gives Brendan Rodgers something to think about for the for the Rangers game at the weekend. Yeah. Um, I think you, you, you mentioned it there briefly, but Sinclair's been struggling a wee bit mm, this year. Yeah. Or certainly laterally. Yeah. No, I think he has. I think he would probably admit that himself. I think uh, obviously last season he, he, he came out flying and he was attacking defenders and getting the better of them, getting really good balls into the box and stuff. And he's just for whatever reason, I think he is that kind of player though, Sinclair. I think he's a he's a confident type of player. Is, yeah, is that consistency yeah. thing the reason that he's not potentially hit the heights that he could have? Yeah, done? potentially. Um, I don't, I'm not really too sure what it is, but I think he. Or up until a point, I think he'd scored more goals this season than he had last season. But I think his overall play it was blatantly obvious to see that he wasn't playing as well as he did last year. Do you think he'll start uh, against Rangers? <sighs> I don't know. I actually don't know. I think it's difficult to say. At this point, I thought maybe Paddy Roberts would have been given a, a run out at the weekend, but for whatever reason, he wasn't. Um, so that, that worries me a wee bit that he's not that he's not going to be he'll probably come on I would say against Rangers maybe but yeah I don't think he's going to start nah. if he didn't come yeah. on you get like like yeah. said Charlie Masonda as well obviously he's a, a bit of a flair player but I don't think we've seen it yet at Celtic albeit he's not really been given a lot of time to to bed in and, and stuff but um, it'll be interesting I'd, I'm I'm not really too sure what his team selection will be for the weekend yeah yeah we'll predict that uh, in a wee minute the other quarter final ties um, only one of them ended in a draw that was Aberdeen yeah. Kilmarnock yeah. so they'll they'll go to a replay and Kilmarnock will fancy that at home yeah I think so we all know about the pitch and stuff uh, although they haven't Kilmarnock haven't beaten Aberdeen this season but there's always, there's always a time for 
Yeah, they've hit, hit some form definitely. So I think they'll fancy getting through to the yeah. semi there. Um, where they'll play Motherwell, isn't it? Who beat the Jam Tarts. 2 1. That, that was a good goal to win that one. Yeah, it was a cracking strike. Although Kiefer got a hand to it, which always spoils <laughs> it. Yeah, it does. Although I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think it was his. I think it was his wrong foot as well. I think he's normally left footed. Carmichael. No, it was a it was a great finish. Yep. No, I deserve, deserve to go to put put Motherwell through that that strike. Um, Don't know if it was better than the first goal right off, but <laughs> the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was going on there? I think he he must have thought that it's going into the side netting. I don't know. It... Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't leave it. He's beyond the post, though. I'm not really too sure, unless he's, unless he thinks he's had a shout from the keeper. Yeah, there is that, but that's a weird one. Yeah, just do it. Um, Rangers. Sorry, I was just going to say it was, it was good yeah, to say yeah. uh, Craig Levine in his his uh, post match interview. Obviously, just blabbing on about. How Hart should have won the game. Scott Brown and all that. Scott Brown and uh, Harry Cochran getting flung about the pitch and uh, all the usual guff that he hits out with. But I have to yeah. that I thought he, he was saying he was saying that Motherwell never really had never really had any chances throughout the game. But I mean, watching the highlights, it seemed to be they had a fair few chances. Certainly in the first half, yeah. Probably could have scored more. Um, had they not had that goal disallowed, and I think I'm not too sure on what the rules are with that. I think they were saying on sports scene that he had if you have one hand on it, then it's, it's under the goalkeeper's control. But I don't know about that. Judging by the first goal, though, then every corner that you get was a chance. Yeah. So no. <laughs> must have had a fair few of those. Well, exactly. Rangers beat Falkirk pretty comfortably, I think. Yeah. Uh, 4-1 setting up, as Kevin said, the inevitable old firm semi. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so ahead of that, well, ahead of even next weekend uh, in Scotland, there are some Champions League games, as we had said, which maybe some of them are closer than others. Um, Liverpool-Porto. Now, Liverpool went to Portugal a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, two weeks, three weeks yeah. and won 5 now. so I think if they don't win that one if they don't go through uh, I'll leave for 2 weeks <laughs> right 2 weeks for Chan no I think they'll comfortably win that at home 5 nils a great win in Portugal mm. uh, by anyone really to be honest yeah um, I just think so, the way that, the way that uh, Salah, Firmino and Mane are all, are all playing uh, especially Manny, I have to say, in the, in the the first leg, thought it was tremendous. Yeah, yeah, they'll be too good, too good for Porto. So I think they'll probably score three or four there. Mm, potentially, I think they might play conservatively, but we'll see. Um, PSG, uh, Real Madrid. Now that was that was pretty close one in the first leg, and then Real Madrid got mm. a couple of goals at the end, didn't they? Yeah. Um, so that's a that's a kind of tough one to call. Um, yeah. Going if that was Real Madrid at home there, I think I'd probably put them as much stronger favourites. Mm. But Paris, mm, I've got the firepower I think to 
to come back in that. Yeah, I think I think they do as well. Just, obviously, they got the the away goal that helps. So, yeah, a couple of goals does it for them, and I think they're well more than capable of of doing that. Yep, I think if that. putting me on the spot again, I'd probably take Real Madrid to go through that one. Just, um, I think they'll probably score. Not only get the away goal, but close one. Yeah, I think it'll be close as well. I think it's uh, <clears throat> it would appear Zinedine Zidane's job will be on the line if they, if they don't manage to progress. Yeah, so. yeah, because it's not a, a great domestic. Nah, not at all. So um, I think it'll be I think it'll be close. I'm not sure. Not sure at this point who I would pick to go through. Well, we'll maybe maybe come back to that one, and you can. I'll say it. I'll, you can say. I see. This is why I wasn't. I'll say sure. Paris. The other foregone conclusion really is uh, Man City Wednesday night four 0 up against Basel. Mm. Um, again, I think they'll score three or four on the night. Yeah, I think City will, will romp that one as well, especially being at home as well. Yeah, it just shows you the gulf, I guess, between. Liverpool and Porto and, and City and Basel in, yeah. in that case. Really strong, certainly uh, mm. offensively. Um, probably the closest one then out of the four is Spurs, uh, Juventus at Wembley. Now, obviously Juventus were 2-0 yeah. up in that one. And uh, a really good performance in the end by Tottenham getting, probably putting themselves as, as favourites now going into the, the second leg. Yeah, I would agree, I think. Although it could have been three 0 to to Juventus had Higuain put away his second penalty, so yeah. it could have been a different, a different story then. But yeah, small margins. Yeah, aye, that's it. I think that's probably the the tastiest tie out of the lot. Of them. Um, and I agree. I think Spurs will go through. I think they'll just edge it. Obviously, Buffon will be desperate to get through. Is it? Did he say that he would retire if they if they didn't win the Champions League? Is that what he said? I can't. Or was that last year? I don't remember. He's been about for that many years. So. <laughs> I know. I think it'll be, it'll be a sad day when he when he leaves football. I think. Yep. Yeah, he'll be cutting about with Pirlo <laughs> in their fashionable Milan attire. Doing uh, goals and shawls. Yeah. Five or eighty. I I just I don't see uh, Juventus come through that one, but again, never know. My predictions are terrible, as everyone knows. <laughs> Um, the biggest game in the Premiership in Scotland at the weekend is obviously Fir Hill. Party Thistle take on Aberdeen right. on Saturday. Um, and uh, apparently there's another game on Sunday, but this is this is really the big one. I think Aberdeen, unfortunately for Kevin, are, are going to win that. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, you know, what well, I've said countless occasions before that this are in trouble now and um, obviously we've not touched on it yet but uh, or have we touched on it about own, own coil leaving no Locking. not yet we're, we're about to get there that was the last fixture. week right, okay. right pretend that bit didn't happen then. yeah that was just after the special edition you see ah, that's right yeah um, so we both think Aberdeen are going to win it for Hill uh, the next fixture is interesting because uh We've had a recent managerial disappo- uh, disappointment, <laughs> departure. Disappointment. Oh, uh, Mr. Owen Coyle is uh, no longer the Ross County manager. 
in there facing a tricky test uh, in Kilmarnock. Yeah, I can all imagine what's going through David and Gold's mind, isn't it? Clinical goal scorer, but no manager. I know. He's like, ah, right, cheers, Zoni, for bringing me up here and then fucking off. Yeah. So, what do you make of that, the own coil thing? I think obviously a lot of people thought that they shouldn't have got, uh, got a new manager in the first place, Ross County. Uh, yeah. When they did, it's kind of gone downhill a wee bit although they were struggling at the start of the year uh, it's now not looking great for them at all so yeah. I don't know what's next for them or Owen Coyle no I'm not sure I think it was family reasons I think they they decided to leave and you can't blame them for that so uh, no it's just it's been a horrid season for Ross County and I don't see it improving anytime soon and I'll go I will say like, come on I'm going to win that and I think I think indeed Kamarnock are also playing on Wednesday night. Yep. Their home is and I'll, I'll say home win there as well. Yeah, I mean they've they've really been doing well, especially especially at home. Uh, so two wins there and well they're gonna say they're flying, but uh that's this is just a huge a massive turnaround under Steve Clark and yeah. I would I would say yeah. They're getting six points there. Yeah, um, yeah. Hamilton going to Motherwell. Uh, Hamilton, one of, one of the teams battling down at the bottom. Yeah. So that's a, a tough one to call. But after after getting to the semis, I think Motherwell will be on a bit of a high um, and probably just sneak that one for me. Yeah. But in the semis. In the semis, you see. No. No, I agree. I think Motherwell. Come through that one as well. My victory. Um, Dundee St. Johnson. There's other game on Saturday. Uh, mm. St. Johnson. I think they they beat Ross County, did they? Last weekend was that there? Am I just talking? Nah, I'm talking nonsense. They were postponed against Hamilton. I'm getting confused with all those teams. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably one of the closer ones to call. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Mm. I'm going to, yeah, so I'm going to go draw as well. I think. I think if it was if we were still doing the totes, that would definitely be in there. Yeah, yeah, a big X, <laughs> a big capital X. Yeah, home draw. Home draw. Yeah. Um, that been an interesting concept. Getting a different number of points <laughs> for home and away draws. That'd be nonsense. Absolutely. <laughs> right. uh, something to think about, maybe. Something to think about, people. Um, old Farm game at Irox on Sunday. Edinburgh Derby for the night. 12 o'clock. Friday night, yes. Yeah, I've done this all wrong, haven't I? The order's all wrong. That's all right. We've even, we even, uh, we even researched this and scripted it and planned it and rehearsed it. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Going back, here we are. Going back to Friday then. Hibs are going to beat Hearts. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I think Sky are billing this their Derby weekend. Right, so they're showing the Edinburgh Derby. Showing Edinburgh Derby. The Glasgow Derby. Uh, and Glasgow Derby. And I think the Lanarkshire Derby. There's something else on. Um, Chelsea Crystal Palace, I guess that counts. Man United Liverpool. Yeah, yeah that okay. counts. I guess so. I don't know if... Well, Chelsea Palace is the, the late kick-off, so maybe that's BT game, but... Man United Liverpool on the Saturday, that'll be a sky lunchtime kickoff. 
Um, anyway, yeah, I think Hibs will, Hibs will beat Hearts. Yeah, I think so. Being at home as well, and yeah, I think they all they all Hearts. I think so. Will be it. I think. Well, Hibs are playing well as, as well at the moment, so no, I can see them. I can see them take that. And uh, yeah, back to what what I did say earlier, just pretending that the order was right. Um, game at Ibrox. Yeah. Potential, obviously, Rangers going in good form. Celtic n- not quite hitting the heights that they did last year, but they've still got to be favourites for that. Yeah, I would, I would say so. Yeah, I think, like you said, Rangers are on a a good bit of form now. Um, but so, like some of the defending for the goals that they've for the goals that they've scored has been absolutely atrocious. Uh, I just hope that it's not going to be the same for 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 us at the weekend. So. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I'll have to pick Celtic to win that. Um, but certainly, uh, even the most biased among us, I think, would probably say it's got the potential to be the closest one. Yeah, I would agree with that. In a yeah. while, I think that's fair. Yeah, uh, at Ibrox specifically, although saying that Rangers maybe haven't been as good there as they would like. But uh, no, I, I think Celtic will win it, but. It might be it might be fairly close. Yeah, I think I think Celtic will win it as well. Yeah. I think the the main thing for Celtic is to defend properly because even against Morton they're still making wee daft mistakes and it's all it's all coming from this uh the sort of Brendan Rogers philosophy where it's keeping the ball and uh, looking to create space and stuff, but I don't think that's going to work against Rangers because they'll come out flying. I think we'll be right up for it, obviously. So chances uh, of a of a booking in the first couple of minutes. <laughs> I think you would probably get odds on for that. Odds on Edward. Yeah. I have to say, I think Celtic are missing Griffiths quite a lot. Yeah, I think it's. I think that's plain to see. I think with Rogic coming back as well, I think he's. Uh, it does create a bit of spark going forward, and I think Celtic missed that as well. Albeit he's not Rogic. I'm talking about he's not particularly uh, he's not that athletic. I would say he's he's a he's a skilled player, but he's not he's not really kind of bust a gut and track back as much. Um, so I think there's a, there's a bit of a selection headache. I think for Rogers, uh, potentially for Marty as well. But. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a close one, but. As I've said, I think fancy Celtic just. Um, another couple of football stories that I'd thought of. One was the the sad one. Um, Davide is it a story? Yeah, the Fiorentina yeah. captain who uh, was it Saturday or Sunday? I think died uh, at the team hotel mm. before a game. So far as I know, there'll be minutes silence before the Champions League games. Right, um, okay. That's because uh, I remember. I remember. I remember looking at the fixtures for. For Serie A on Sunday, and I realised they were all postponed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never clicked yeah. at that point. I just assumed that the beast from the east somehow managed to make its way to, to Italy. But yeah, no, it's a it's a sad story. That I mean, there's not you don't it, you don't hear that often stuff like that. Um, obviously, this is higher profile there, but um, no, it's not. I guess it's one of those this. Apparently died uh, in his sleep, so I don't know if it was a, a 
one of those undetectable conditions or or whatever it was. Yeah. But um, I know that Con- certainly Conte, Chelsea manager, had known him from his time at Italy and it affected him and stuff before the game. Yeah, so. I think naturally it would do. And, yeah, it's obviously difficult for, for Conte, but sad story. Yep. Um, and uh, I suppose more positive, a Scotland story is that Scott McTominay, Man United mm-hmm. midfielder, has said that he'll uh, he'll be playing for Scotland. Yeah, good, good. Internationally, which is, well, a great choice, but also a bit of a boost. He's one of the on-form players for Man United at the moment. Yeah, it was certainly a boost, a boost for us, and um, he's hoping that he can just keep his head down and, and work away, and hopefully not let any of the sort of press coverage get to him. And, I think we've seen that time and time again with different players coming through. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, hopefully he can be, I don't know, a big player for us down the line. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Moving on from football, a uh, couple of, couple of well, news stories that I found. But another topic from the weekend was uh, the Oscars. And we've not touched on films for a wee while. Um. And the thing I always find with this is that the films that I've never seen or thought to see always win the most. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair. Most praise. That's fair, yeah. Well, it, obviously, the, the Shape of Water won the uh, Best Picture and a few others, a few other awards. Um, but likewise, no, I've not, I've not seen it, but um, I'll maybe make a point to go and see it now. Yep, it won a Best Production Design as well. Um. Another one I hadn't even heard of was Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Never heard of it? I hadn't heard of that film at all. Uh, I'm not a big cinema goer, but you'll probably know more <laughs> than me. But again, it's one of these things. A film comes up you've not heard of, and it's uh, it's done really well. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that film was really good. Um, you you definitely... seen that one then? Yeah, that's one I have seen. Yeah. So what's that, what's that about? It's um, it's kind of it's just not get a plot, but it's good. <laughs> no, it's a, it's about um, I think this uh, woman who's played by Frances McDormand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely gripping description so far. <laughs> I think her her daughter was was killed, and. Uh, there was no, there was no one sort of held responsible um, for her death. So it was about, it was about her going out and uh, basically constantly bombarding the police, looking for answers and stuff. And eventually, came to a point where she decided that it would be a good idea to put um, a message up on three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Right. Okay. Let's see what's happened there. Uh, aye, and basically it just kind of goes from there. But I think. Um, Sam Rockwell, who played one of the one of the police officers, I think he won Best Supporting Actor. Uh, yeah, right. he was he was really good in it as well. I think um, Woody Harrelson's in it as well. Both of them are uh, played to the cops. So Woody Harrelson's good. I like him. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a really good film. Uh, I think it's I don't know if it's still out now or not, but uh, maybe I'll need to see it then. Aye, no, it's definitely worth seeing. Um, a special shout out to 
one of my favourite films, um, Greatest Showman. <laughs> uh, the song This Is Me from that was nominated for Best Song, although somehow it didn't didn't manage to win, but um, mm. good to get it in there. Uh, Star Wars, as we've a wee bit of a connection on this podcast, had a couple of nominations, no wins, uh, Best Visual Effects it was up for beaten by Blade Runner, which I didn't see, but apparently was a really nice looking film. Yeah, I saw Blade Runner. It was, I agree, it was, it was really good. Um, I was kind of surprised that it was that it was up for an Oscar, though, right enough, but... Mm, yeah. Um, no, it was definitely, it was definitely good. Mm. Thoroughly deserved win. Best score Star Wars was up for as well. Best um, score, MB. I know that I, I know that I certainly wouldn't be up for best score. Certainly not best score prediction. No, best score. MD that's playing against Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, that night the shape of water were travelling to Murrayfield, <laughs> uh, and they they won. So another one for them. Yeah, yeah, shape of water. As you said best picture. Um, there was also a film called Phantom Thread. Yeah. that was up for Best Picture, which is just, well, unless you're Phantom Menace, I don't think you can really use that word. <laughs> yeah. That should have been trademarked. And get away with it in a film, yeah. Trademarked them then. Uh, is the Phantom Thread kind of about a a thread that is... Um, can you really see it? It's finding its its journey to, to the Force. Um. I'm going to be honest, I don't actually know. I'm not ruling it out. I had, I had honestly, I'd never heard of that film. Never heard it. Yeah, well, maybe we'll see. Maybe Darth Maul made an appearance uh, in that. Daniel Day-Lewis playing Darth Maul. Qui-Gon Jinn. And I was trying to think of a, a pun about sewing and needles, but <laughs> maybe they maybe had like a, a double a double-ended needle. Right. Like Darth Maul's uh, lightsaber, <laughs> maybe it was a needle with two ends on it, and you could sew from both sides. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, it could be. Anyway, um, the two other daft stories that I saw, I just thought I'd put forward this week. Quite funny. The first one was, uh, I don't know how many. The first you've you've used, but a guy in America was hammered and ended up uh, taking a, a three hundred mile trip. <laughs> in an Uber and it cost him $1,635 so <laughs> a couple of things for that obviously the driver's probably just seeing the dollar signs and thinking yep I'll do it uh, mm. you got to wonder maybe you should be checking that before but the story is that the guy fell asleep as soon as he got in the taxi saying that he hadn't ever put his home address in something like that but however whatever happened he ended up travelling 300 miles from New Jersey to Morgantown is that right yeah took him it was a five they weren't sure exactly of the of the route but it was a five hour five hour taxi that would have been an absolute disaster imagine going out in town Glasgow and uh Waking up the next morning and being in Cali or something. <laughs> the uni? Oh no! I said uh, I meant the uni. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mean the port. 
Aye. Yeah, and and being a bit of grand down your balance, that's that's not great, but a bit of a funny one. Um, yeah. Also saw that, uh, I think it was Chinese, it's just loading up here. A young boy in China decided to urinate on the uh, controls of an elevator. <laughs> yeah, there's video footage of it, actually. And they just, they just <laughs> kind of start flashing like one of those old uh, pixelated PCs. Yeah, yeah. And uh, all the lights go out. <laughs> so he traps himself, traps himself in the lift for a while. <laughs> uh, it's been used as a warning to parents to keep control of their children. Released by the Ministry of Public Security. <laughs> right. Okay. I don't. It's kind of certainly a strange one. Don't know why you would do that. It kind of sounds like perhaps the like the plot of a like a McDonald's advert or something. Like that. You know the one where the, the two two women are stuck in the lift? Yep, yeah. So that's kind of maybe perhaps a more sinister idea for a, for an advert for McDonald's. There's that thing that going in a lift and trying to find out what the hack was to get it to skip different floors. <laughs> right. Uh, there's always some combination of buttons you could press, but Hmm. Who needs that? You can just, uh, <laughs> just fucking what be a just, uh, yeah. Just get your scans done and <laughs> soak the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! You like a good rinse? Yeah, good rinse. I imagine being the cleaner <laughs> coming in to sort that out. Then the yeah. night you get, you know, you get the odd crisp packet or. Whatever else you get, <laughs> absolutely soaking. So sodden buttons. <laughs> Whole lift needs replacing. Um, yeah, so that that was, was kind of caught my eye from the world of daft news. Um, I also had a, as I'd said before, a, a wee critical mode for yourself if you if you wanted it. Right. Okay. I've still yet to think of one. Right. Well. I completely forgot about it, but we'll do it. I'll uh, I'll give you yours, uh, right? And then maybe by the end of it, you can, if you've got one for me, that's fine, or save it till next week or whatever it is. Right, that's um, no, fine. I've got, I've got one. Right, okay. Uh, so, you, <laughs> so yours this week is um, is potholes. Both. I thought of this because I had a good one today. Mm. And, uh, should be well potentially relatively straightforward, but affects us all one way or another. It does. Every ten seconds a man hits a pothole. Is that right? No, I just made it up. Probably fewer than that. It's probably less than that in Glasgow. Um How often do women hit potholes? I don't know. Just as often. Yeah. Don't want to go into that in this. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll give you your minute on the clock uh, and this is one minute to be critical of potholes. Right, okay. Potholes. See, after all the snow and all that, I mean, I can look out my window now, look down to the road. I can already see it's coming apart. New road. Just been resurfaced recently. 
and now it's all went to fuck again because of the snow. See these guys that do the roads? They're fucking useless. What are they actually doing? Do they know how to do it properly? This is what I want to know. I don't know if you've seen, there was a video of a guy that was putting Cocoa Pops down into I was going to be, I didn't know if you were going to bring it up. <laughs> Absolutely atrocious. Obviously, didn't actually work for the council, but still quite funny. Nah, potholes are a total disgrace. I think what you should do is, if you hit a pothole and it damages your car, take it straight to the fucking council. Take them more straight to the council. Or bill them. Send them a bill. Because they deserve it. <laughs> That's your minute. Um, I was going to mention if you hadn't done the, <laughs> the Cocoa Pops because it was a pretty funny video. <laughs> uh, it's instructions for you above, mate. You come on, you serious, <laughs> mate? The guy that obviously a van and high-vis, <laughs> it was brilliant. It was really well done. Yeah. It's good effort. Aye, good effort. Um, right, what's my minute? Okay, so <clears throat> your minute, Sam, is for software updates on mobiles oh for god's sake that's something that definitely annoys me Um, obviously because of that I've not updated my software for a good while because it just seems to be non-stop problems but anyway it's not me that's doing it it's you Um, okay so let's go for it Um, the problem I've got with software software updates uh, is is just their existence in general. Now this is kind of close to my heart a wee bit, being kind of involved in software. <laughs> so what I would say about software updates <laughs> is that you shouldn't need the software shouldn't need to be updated for any sort of problem. It should be written properly in the first first instance. These guys that are releasing software updates every day, you see the airy fairy. Uh, this this release will improve security and maximise the smooth performance of your phone. Absolute bollocks. <laughs> What's actually happened is somebody's realised they've released it with an absolute shiter with a bug and uh, panicked, disguise it as a performance update, get it fixed, get it out there. And you're getting pinged every day these days. Every day, software update. Twitter is a software update. Your iPad needs a software update. Unacceptable. Get it stopped. Fix it first time. <laughs> well played. I think a, round, a round of applause is in order. Thanks very much. I enjoyed that no, one. Was, As I said, I enjoyed that. that. Yeah, I think that um, kind of brings us to a close for episode eight. Yeah, I think so. Had a good, good wee discussion there. A couple of different topics. A wee bit of Oscars. Uh, now I need to go and see all these films before yeah. I criticise. We can talk about Oscar next week. Um, we can, yeah. China guy plays in China. No, I was thinking, I was thinking about the former Paralympic athlete. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. You know, okay, my lady. <laughs> yes, my lady. A shot a a shot at Avaladze. A shot through the door. It's a great accent, though. Maybe accents. We'll, we'll get some accents on the go next. Accent. Um, yep. So maybe. Maybe get a wee, uh, wee special edition this week or, or next. Uh, keep your ears peeled for that. Um, in the meantime, catch us as always on the, the iTunes. Even though I'm saying this, you're probably listening to it on <laughs> iTunes, so that doesn't make any sense. But it feels nice to say it. Uh, 
Maybe we should record. Maybe we should record an episode for iTunes. Yeah. And say you can catch us on SoundCloud. Aye, and vice versa. Uh, no. So that was episode eight. I think uh, it's time to sign out. See you later, troops. <laughs>